This is the Pro Hockey West Report, brought to you by Toyota. Support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson, Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins, Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California, and Finlay Toyota in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Find out how to go full Caesar. Visit Caesars.com for eligibility requirements. FedEx. Simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Visit us at jessieraysbarbecue.com. T-Mobile. Head to T-Mobile.com and see how you can lock in your rates forever. Jets Pizza, with six different crusts and countless toppings, lets your imagination go wild. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, an official partner of the NHL. The Pro Hockey West Report is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us on the Podbean app today. Indeed, it is time for the Pro Hockey West Report. Exciting things going on all around the American Hockey League, but certainly in the Pacific Division, some things going on in the NHL as well. Scott Strandy with you today from Palm Springs, California. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful, vibrant city, championship city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you today? I, I'm doing well, as as you may or may not know, today, as we're doing the show, it's February 2nd, which means it's Groundhog Day, which means everybody's favorite groundhog emerged from his burrow, Punxsutawney Phil. And you know what? He saw his shadow, so get ready for an early spring this year, everybody, so rejoice. Uh, that, that means it'll be nice weather when we're in St. Louis covering the uh, uh, A. Uh, ACHA National Tournament, and then April will be great as we approach the uh, American Hockey League playoffs. One could hope, and you, you, <laughs> you, if the groundhog says it's so, then it's it shall be so. Well, yeah, <laughs> then it shall be so. Uh, <laughs> as as it, as it's as it's going to rain and get cold here next week here in the low fifties for the big week of uh, the big football week here in Vegas. So <laughs> yeah, same way in Arizona for the Phoenix Open. Uh, golf tournament. I mean, it's going to be wet here in California. It's uh, it's that time of year. We can we can tough it out. Yeah, we we, we can tough it out. <laughs> anyway, um, as you know, the Pacific Division is red hot. Um, the only team that's hotter right now and has been hot all year is the Hershey Bears. Uh, but everybody else now is uh, is got in lockstep and if you look at where the pacific division stands steven it's it's crazy last weekend i saw a henderson and uh, colorado the last two nights i've seen coachella and and uh the wranglers uh the roadrunners have been playing good hockey but um coachella's taken over now they've decided again that uh they want to run at an at a uh National championship, I almost said. <laughs> they want to oh, run it. Would be a national championship, but you got college. <laughs> you got your college brain on your mind. But actually, um, I shouldn't because uh, this whole week is basically devoted to American Hockey League all the way to Tuesday because I will be traveling up to San Jose in a couple of days um, for all the festivities up there. Yeah, but you got to call a couple of college games before that, though. No, no, it's oh, all oh. AHL this weekend. Oh, no, oh. I mean. The college weekend will happen, and I'll obviously fall, but I won't be in attendance. So, ah, okay. No, nope. staying in California and moving my way up to make sure that we get everything covered up there in uh, San Jose. So I do know the way, just San Jose. Yes, uh, <laughs> you've been there a few, been there a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, maybe you, could, maybe you could drive through Pebble Beach again. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, I think it's going to be rainy, wet, and uh, full of uh, activity. Like it, was, so. like it was when we went there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I haven't seen San Francisco in a in a good light yet. So, or San Jose, uh, the area. Make sure, the make sure you know how to lock. Make sure you know how to lock your doors up there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I definitely do understand that. Uh, so, anyway, um, as I said in the Pacific Division, I you know about two weeks ago, I was at a game between Henderson and Coachella Valley, and Henderson won uh, at Coachella, and. Um, Coach Dan Bilesma kind of was frustrated, about as frustrated as I've seen him in the two years that I've uh, been covering uh, Coachella Valley as part of our coverage area. And um, 
all of a sudden the guys kicked it in gear. They've got points now in their last seven games, uh, which means they've turned a corner, I think, and they look like uh, the Firebirds of last year. I've got some sound for that we'll play after a little bit, but your thoughts on the Firebirds, you've seen them a couple of times, right, that uh, gone through Henderson already? Yeah, it, it seems like that loss to, as you mentioned, that loss to Henderson that they had at, at home uh, a couple of weeks ago was kind of like a wake-up call for them. And really since then, they haven't lost at all, really. I mean, I, I, I don't, they're 6-0-1 in their last seven games. I, I believe their last regulation loss was that game against uh, the Silver Knights. So um, what it seems like you always have these kind of moments where you – a coach has to kind of, you know, like uh, I'll, I'll relay an example. I know we primarily focus on the HL, but just because I'm so close to the Golden Knights and, and what they do, um, they had to re- they had to go to the East Coast before their break, and they had a game in New Jersey that they didn't play very well. The coach was not happy, and Bruce Cassie was about as in this post game was about as uh, angry as you, for him as you you have seen from him since he's been with the Golden Knights coach talked about it being a beer league game talked about all this sort of stuff and and uh, that it was their play was embarrassment you know all that stuff so um, it seemed like that lit that lit a uh, fire under them because they ended up winning the next couple of nights and played very very well in the next couple of games on their trip and then they ended up losing in Detroit but it just seems like sometimes you have these kind of turning moments uh, in a season and uh what didn't happen is it's not happened in LA and now maybe their turning points of the season is, is they're going to have a new coach now is that case came, came down on, on Friday here as we're doing the show. Um, the, um, the Kings coach is out. And so they're bringing an interim guys coming in. And sometimes that that's the fire that needs I mean, We've seen a lot of coaching changes and, but this, I'm not saying this is what needed to be done at the HLO because he's a good coach and, and they were just still right there in the mix. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, as, as tight as things are, we talk about it week after week. You have one good week. In this case, they've had now a couple of a good streak now, and all of a sudden they're back in in first place. And and yeah, but I think I think you just kind of have those moments in the season where you you just say, okay, enough's enough. We we're better than this. We can we stick to our game and do all those things. And we need to be the ones that be successful. We're we're, we're the team that that we should be we should be on top. So, and I think that's happened with Coachella Valley a bit. Okay. So let's go down the last, uh, the past 10 games, uh, Coachella at seven, one and two, seven, one, two and zero. Oh. um, the Tucson Roadrunners, I think the surprise still to a lot of people, but certainly not to me. I, I knew that this was something that was going to happen eventually sooner rather than later. And they are seven, three, Oh, and oh, in their past, uh, 10 games and, and the Colorado Eagles, who we talked about last week, coming to Henderson, yeah. staying out here for five games, um, playing Ontario for two, playing Henderson yeah. for two, and then going to San Diego to wrap things up tomorrow night. Um, they are 7-3-0 and and 5-0-0 and yeah. in their last five games. So that tells you they, they realize the importance of this trip. Yeah, we talked about that too. I think I might have been mean a little pat on the shoulder to me. I talked about how critical – this when we when we were kind of going through the little stretch of games for them, how critical it was going to be because they were playing teams that were like right there with them or teams that were just ahead of them, and you know they were behind Henderson, but they had some games in hand, and they still have a couple of games in hand on Ontario. Uh, their their same amount was Abbotsford, but uh, but they're right there in the mix. I mean, forty seven points. They've won five in a row, so that's that's ten points that they've gotten without losing a game. So that that's a big difference, and yeah, they they had a couple wins here in Henderson last weekend in overtime or a shootout, and then they've they've they followed up, and I think they've got some important games coming up here uh, this weekend before the break. So it's it's um yeah it's it's it was an important stretch going into the games, and they've been doing very well. I mean, they won six to three in Ontario the other night, so uh, very good for them. And then I believe they play Ontario tonight too, and Ontario got a lot of reinforcements back from the King. Three big names coming back to Ontario for the weekend. So yeah, that, um, we, yeah, because of the the NHL teams are off this weekend, so a lot of the AHL guys now they were sent back down to so they could get a couple of games in. Uh, I know Vegas did that with with some of their guys, and so Henderson should be pretty loaded for their weekend games against Iowa. So um, yeah, so that that'll help too. And and whether those guys get called back up when the Kings resume their their play, we don't know. But uh, but yeah, I mean 
right now for this week, and they're going to be pretty loaded. But uh, but yeah, they they do play Ontario t- uh, on Friday tonight, and uh, and then I think on Saturday too. They play uh, the San Diego Saturday. San Diego on Saturday. So yeah, and, I mean that's that's a and Tucson. Tucson plays San Diego tonight, and then yeah. comes to Coachella Valley on Saturday. Yeah, so very, very important uh, couple of games. And if Colorado can can defeat Ontario uh, tonight, they'll jump them into fifth place. So all of a sudden, they're in the middle of the pack, and then they'll only be uh, two points behind Abbotsford, depending on how they do. If they, I don't, I, I, if they've got any games before the weekend's up, but uh, yeah, I mean, and then, and then or even. And this is crazy. This is how tight this division is. I mean, they are because Calgary's kind of sputtered a little bit. All of a sudden, on Colorado is only three points behind uh, behind Calgary, but Colorado has one less game played. So if they win, they could be within a point of Calgary, and Calgary's in third place. I mean, it's 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 crazy. And we were just talking about Colorado being in uh, in seventh place or eighth place uh, not not that long ago. So it just shows you how. You get on a run, even right now. If you're these teams towards the bottom, you get on a run and and you can really move up your positioning for three or four spots. It's so it's I'm, so very close. I'm glad you brought that up because Bakersfield is that team. They've only played 36 games, so they are seven behind um, Coachella Valley in games played. They are eight behind Henderson in games played. They have 42 points. Uh, Coachella Valley leads the division, as I said, at 57 points. And uh, don't look now, but the Bakersfield Condors are 6-3-1 and one their last 10. They're playing some really good hockey. They're getting some really good help uh, from their, their parent club, who's not having to, quote-unquote, raid them in the Edmonton Oilers, who have had their success of their own. Yeah, they have. So, uh, so when you look at that, um, Bakersfield could be su- the surprise. if Once they catch those games played up, where will they be, Stephen? Because they have, uh, you just mentioned, if they go on a 10-0 run, which is highly unlikely, but if they did... Well, their parent club is doing that very well right now. They were 16-0 <laughs> right now yeah. on their run. <laughs> yeah, so if they do that, um, that would be 10 more points added on. Um, that would climb them right up to 52, which would put them in third. No, that would be... No, that would be... If they win 10-0, that would be 20 points. That would oh, yeah, be ten, yeah, you're right. It would put them on top. It put them in mm-hmm. first place in the division. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I uh, I was giving them only one point, uh, two points for a win. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. but yeah, but I mean that's. But then I mean, even I mean, yeah, even if they, if they, uh, of course they would be. Yeah, they would. They would be at 59 points. But I mean, you just look at right now. They are, um, they 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 are at 30, yeah, 36 games played. So, you know that 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 means that their schedule is going to get very busy so what is that going to mean for them i mean their their schedule has been very very light so the games that they've been played there hasn't been a whole lot of um it seems like there hasn't been a whole lot of like where they play like on a weekend and then maybe they play uh, a middle of the week and you know so it's been a kind of a, a lot of gaps in their in their schedule so it's given them more time to practice more time to to rest and then they just go into these weekend games all rested but that means they're going to play more games after the break here and and that that could tire them out a little bit, so they they might start losing again, and then and then they they'll be kind of where they are. But yeah, that's a good position to be in. I mean, you're at thirty six point thirty six games played, and you have not eight eight less games played than Henderson. So that's and then you have seven less games played than Coachella Valley. So theoretically, if you were to win all those, that'd be fourteen points, and that would put you right with them in the standings. So. Uh, and plus, you play all these teams, so you know that that could factor in too. And you know they've they're they're on a little bit of a streak, losing streak, if you want to call it that. They're oh one and one in their last ten, but six three and one in their last uh, ten games played. So you know that's one of the better streaks, you know, in the in the division. So I mean, it's it's it just every week we do this and we talk about it, it just amazes me how how close it is. And and we knew that going, it was going to be this way, but it, it just it really has every week we're talking about a different team it seems like it in first or another team that's on a big streak and making a push yeah you're correct okay <clears throat> as i said i've been at the last two coachella valley and wrangler games and since coachella valley is now on top of the pacific division i've got a couple of clips and i got 
probably eight clips. Uh, not very long, but I'll, I'll play them for you. This one first is uh, Devin Shore, who made his return back to uh, to uh, Coachella Valley. And he has uh, a meaningful game on uh, Wednesday night. It was game number 500 as a professional. So you hear his thoughts on it. Uh, just a real short clip from Devin, but thought it was worth playing. He's played a lot of, a lot of time and um, been up and down with Seattle and Coachella this year. But, you know, he's played with uh, a lot of great hockey players. And here's his thoughts on playing game 500 uh, in Coachella Valley. Devin, 500 games uh, in your career. What will you remember from this one? I remember that we got the win, which is great. Uh, nice big win at home. Fans were buzzing. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's a it's a big number. It's very fortunate to to play with uh, a lot of guys and a lot of great players. And, and uh, you know, I've had I've had my fair share of, of bounces too, which which you need. So it's uh, it's been a great ride. A lot of good memories. Can you talk to the similarity between playing here and playing with the Kraken and the style and the way they play and resiliency? I guess. Yeah, for, for sure. Work ethics uh, first and foremost uh, for both teams, and you know the overall structure is the same. I think for most teams uh, in the American League try to mimic the structure of their NHL teams. So when guys come up, there's not too much. Uh, there, there's some familiarity with that. So uh, yeah, just just great competing intensity. It's good home fans too, and fans are great up in Seattle. And, there's a quick uh, blurb from uh, Devin Shore. Stephen, I'm not sure how much you know about Devin, but um, 500 games. He did play with Dry Seidel, did play with Connor McDavid. A lot of great players so far in his career. So um, the opportunity for him to uh, to play 500 games doesn't happen to a lot of people. No, it doesn't. Whether it be at the, the NHL level or the AHL level or wherever, it's uh, 500 games is a uh, is an accomplishment. Uh, you know, heck, when we get to 500 of these podcasts, that's an accomplishment. So. Well, we're over that, my friend. We are over that. Well, Same I mean, I, well, I mean I'm talking about just this show specifically, yeah. just the Pro Hockey Good West point. Report podcast. Yeah. No, Good I know point. we're over. We've, I mean, we, you do five a week, so you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're well take over that. that but okay, no, let, me play, anyway. let me play a couple more clips from Wednesday night. This was on a 4-3 uh, shootout victory uh, for Coachella Valley. This is Chris Drieger on his return back to Coachella. Chris, you look like you got stronger as the game went on and into the shootout. Did you feel that way? Yeah. Uh, felt good when, you know, to keep them out. Um, felt like I was playing the shootouts. My, I liked my depth and, uh, and, my, and uh, the speed of my retreat. So I think it's kind of two things I focus on and lucky to keep them out. This team looked like they have a lot of confidence um, over the last week, week and a half. Um, they look like they want to be in first place. Do you feel that in the locker room? For sure. I mean, this team's got a swagger. Um, it's just fun to be around. It's contagious, I think. Um, great leadership and coaching. Um, strong rookies. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a full package in that room. So uh, it's been a lot of fun, and, you know, it feels pretty good. You let one in, and the boys come and just bang another one back in the back of the net, get a little run support. So having that confidence in them is definitely makes my job a little easier. I asked Devin this, I'll ask you the same thing. Um, what's the uh, correlation between here and Seattle? Is it really as similar as it looks on the ice? Um, what do you mean, like, like playing style? The, or it, yeah, play? just the playing style and, and the confidence level and the, the swagger yeah. that you mentioned? For sure, for sure. Um, I mean, the organization does a great job of making everything pretty seamless between, um, you know, between here and Seattle. So it's uh, obviously a little bit of a up in Seattle, uh, but... Uh, Chris Drieger, uh, just a few quick comments, Stephen. Uh, one thing I think with Chris Drieger, I watched him last year as a backup to uh, Joey Decord, and um, he, Chris has been around a while, but I think he matured last year in that run, and he accepted his role a little better. I think this year he accepted his role better because he spent some time in the NHL. He's played some games in the NHL. Um, but I think that's a big plus for Coachella Valley when the players are buying in. Oh, no doubt about that. I mean, yeah, I think the run that they had last year certainly uh, seasons and, and experience gives experiences to a lot of the players. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, the fact that he was up in with Seattle for a while this year uh, certainly helps spending that time up there. Um, even if you weren't playing in a lot of games up there, at least you were 
you were up there and, and getting being around the NHL guys and practicing. Obviously, Joey Decord's up there with Seattle now and is up there as a regular now, and so he, he had that familiarity with, with when he was up there and being around Joey Decord again. And, and uh, yeah, and, and Rieger's, you know, not a, not new to this level. So, uh, but it's now he's coming down with, with Coachella Valley, and he gets an opportunity to to be the guy in that here, there again. And, and yeah, I've been a little, maybe a little shaky at the, him coming back and you know having to get back into into playing more regular games again but uh it seems like he's he's figuring that out and 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 he's getting uh getting good results in in that i mean is in that win on the other night against calgary the, the four three shootout win he stopped uh 29 of 32 shots so you know not too bad and then all all the uh shooters in the in the shootout so uh very very good for him there and then you know and then they still have they still have uh, their other goaltender too, uh, Steska, so they can use him too on uh, when need be. So it's uh, it's, it's don't steal my thunder because I'm going to play that towards the end. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to ask you. Uh, let's I'm rewind play... the tape then. If you, let's rewind the podcast a few I'm seconds. Forget play... I even said that. <laughs> I'm going to play two clips here. Uh, one from uh, John Hayden, who's been uh, a little bit on a hot streak, five goals the last four games, and then Dan Bilesma. These are from Wednesday night, and then I'm going to ask you about. Um, the same type of correlation you're seeing between Vegas and Henderson because those guys have moved up and down, especially the goaltender. So here we go. Here's John Hayden first. Where's the confidence level stand right now as compared to maybe last year? Um, our group is very confident. Um, we had some changes to the roster. I think maybe it took a little while to to. to get to the level we, we want to play at, but uh, recently I think the team's just been, been clicking well, and that's a deep, we have a deep team. Um, a lot of great players that aren't even in the lineup, so um, yeah, we're, we're pretty confident. We're having a lot of fun with it. Looks like when you go up against a goaltender like uh, Dustin Wolf, that staying in front of his eyes is key. Um, was that the thought tonight, trying to get stuff through him that uh, he couldn't see? Yeah, he's a great goaltender, so... Um, Traffic really matters. Uh, the, the statistics with clear-sighted shots, is, they're not likely to drop. So, um, yeah, getting in front of them was, was, was key tonight. Okay, so that's the first one with John Hayden. Here's Dan Bilesma, his comments from Wednesday night, real quick as well. Well, I'll get to it here in just a second. You know, bit of uh, seeing what he done in practice and, and uh, thinking he could have some success with it. You know, basis. Good call. <laughs> Coach, you get uh, Devin and Riker back. Um, did you see something different in their game since the last time you saw them both? Uh, no. I, you know, Shorzy... Really hasn't played a ton with us, you know, kind of yet. He just getting his feet underneath him and can call up and back down again and, and get called up shortly thereafter. Really hadn't, uh, you know, yeah, I'll say gotten his feet underneath him. But, uh, you know, I, I part of the wanting to get Shorzy back at center. We played him at wing previously when he was, when he was down with us. And, um, that kind of that worked out until the third period when I put him the writer, put him on the wing with the writer. So um, I, you know, he he's a he's uh, some comments from Dan Bosma mostly on uh, Devin Shore and what he meant to uh, the lineup. But Stephen, uh, before we get into Thursday night's games and the cuts I have from there. Um, You've seen it with Vegas and all the injuries they've had, and they've had to send guys back and forth with Henderson. What kind of swagger are you seeing from the guys from Henderson when they go up, and even if they come back down, are you seeing that same type of swagger that the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds are talking about? Yeah, I think that that, that definitely exists. Um, it'll be interesting this weekend because a lot of the guys – that have been with Vegas, uh, like a Prasan and uh, and, and company, and uh, you know Korzak and others that have been up there, Brian Fraze, Sheldon Rempel, all them, um, should be back on the team 
this weekend as they play Iowa. I'm going to plan on being out there Saturday for their cancer awareness night game. So I'll see. But it's uh, it's but it's but it's kind of interesting because you know Sheldon Rempel. Uh, I'll just bring him up as one of the guys because you know he's he's been in the league a little bit. He had the hat trick. You saw that too. You saw him get the hat I trick. Found the four. That, that, that was the <laughs> night that that, that Bosma wasn't that happy about his team and didn't want to talk much about. It. But anyways, but yeah. So uh, they he gets a hat trick, four goals actually. Yeah, and then the next day he gets called up for the for the Golden Knights, and then he comes he gets into the lineup the the next game. He gets his first NHL goal, and then he ends up getting another NHL goal before the break. So he's got two NHL goals, and then all of a sudden, so it seems like. And I think sometimes that can be a weight lifted off of somebody. You, you get up there, and you don't necessarily need to have a an edge goal. One of the steps is getting into a game, making your debut, and having that moment. But then, if you're especially if you're more of an offensive player, to get that uh, that that first goal and to get that kind of off, you say, okay, now I've got my first NHL goal. And and that doesn't always mean that you're going to be a, a mainstay NHL player. But you know, it is a, it is a step that a lot of players don't even get that opportunity to, to be in a game where they have a chance to score an NHL goal. And, uh, and obviously we saw that with Brisson. He, he gets a goal against his, uh, his childhood babysitter basically and Sid Crosby on the ice. And, and I just think that that can give you a, yes, a little bit of extra uh, swagger because uh, you have that moment, not, not to be boastful and say, Oh, look at me now. I'm too good for this, this league. Cause you know, you, you you're going to be probably back at the AHL level at some point because of how, uh, especially with Vegas's roster situation improves, those guys are, are going to take priority, obviously, over the the, the Rempels and the Brisons. But it it does give you sort of you come back down with extra confidence, like, yeah, I'm I am a good I am a good player, and I I I, I can succeed. And then and then then you come back down and make sure that you come back down and and be an important value back with the AHL club, and and not realizing you're maybe like okay, well I shouldn't be down here anymore. I should be up at the big club, and and losing sight of how that perspective too but but yeah you definitely you definitely can definitely notice a glimpse of that when uh when players come down so it'll be interesting to see how how those guys specifically fare because they haven't had any games you know the silver night schedule is so light this month because they've had so many games so uh, they haven't had any games this week other than these two coming up against uh iowa so it'll be interesting to see how how that goes like i said i, I should be out there s- saturday's game so uh we'll see but it, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting to to see but yeah I, I think there's definitely that and, if, and as these teams get their their main guys back i think it makes a big big difference and i think that's why a team like henderson struggled for a while while um for a little bit because they haven't had a lot of it's been a lot of shuffling around you didn't know who was going to be in the lineup a lot of times they've had to call players up from savannah they've had to sign result of that sometimes to put ptos to as a result of that and they've they've goaltending has moved in and out and so it's it's been tough but uh, but now it seems like maybe Maybe they can start to get uh, their main guys back, and that at least in the goaltending core, and that'll be a good thing. And that should be well, the same for the Firebirds, which is why the Firebirds I think are doing better because they yeah. have they have started to kind of be a little bit more consistent with their lineup and the guys that they want in there and the guys that can produce and do all those things. You are correct. I'll be interested to hear what you hear and what you see on Saturday night. Um, Thursday night, uh, a little more dominating performance by. Um, Coachella Valley, a 5-2 victory. Uh, the veterans took over, so let's hear first from Andrew Podolowski and uh, hear Andrew's thoughts on this one. Andrew, now that you've built uh, the way you have and you've got the confidence and the swagger, how do you keep that with 30-plus uh, games to go or something like that? We just keep rolling, keep doing what we do. Uh, we, we didn't get here by accident. We didn't get here, um, you know, just messing around and doing the wrong things. But our, I think our staff preaches a lot of the, the right things that we need to do. Uh, they're pretty honest with all the systems and stuff like that. And then we work hard and we're a super competitive group. I think we've gone over this a lot last year with how competitive our team was. And it's no different this year. And we're a really close group in there. <laughs> Uh, some people probably would, would think we're really hard and we're just a group of brothers. Uh, we played golf the other day at, at Big Corn, and I think our caddy must have walked away saying, these guys are a bunch of idiots. Like, I thought they were going to fight each other a couple times during the round. But it's just little stories like that of, of how competitive we are, no matter what it is. And I think that's a really important thing to have in a group, and it definitely translates out on the ice. And, you're super competitive and, and really driven and want to win. 
uh, shows out and the results speak for themselves. When you're playing confident like you guys are right now, is it Firebirds hockey or are you adjusting to the teams that you play or doesn't it really matter? I don't think it matters. I like for us to focus on ourselves and focus on what we do, let other teams adjust to us and our game. So when we're playing fast and, you know, making the right decisions, making plays, and we, we have so much skill and offensive ability in the, on this team. So, you know, when we're playing the right way, I think it's hard to play against us. And, Andrew Podolarski had uh, two goals uh, last night in, in that, uh, well, he got two in the second period, and that's what really turned the tide. It was a four-goal uh, period for the uh, Firebirds. How many AHL cities, in the, uh, especially in the Eastern Conference, can say that they had a golf outing in, uh, in January? <laughs> Both guys play a lot of golf, too, by the way. He said there's about 10 or 12 of them that uh, get out and play golf uh, hey. quite regularly in Palm hey, Springs. Whatever, whatever works. I mean, you know, I mean, that's the beauty of playing hockey in Palm Springs <laughs> in, in January is you, you – yeah. <laughs> Same within here in Vegas. I know I'm sure some of the guys go golfing here on many of the great golf courses here in, in Southern Nevada. And, and, uh, and certainly I'm sure in Tucson, there's some great courses obviously in, uh, in, in Arizona. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, that's the nice thing, but I think those sort of things can be bonding things, but, but, you know, he also said that they just got to stay to their game and, and not worry too much about the, the other team. And, and that, that, that is true. A lot of times I think so much we talk about when you look at a game and you look at a matchup and you think, Oh, well, what do you got to do to stop this team, stop this team? And sometimes I think you can worry a little bit too much about what the other team does, which is important. You want to know their tendencies and what they do and, and, and some of their players and how they – but I think a lot of times if you look at – if you, if you trust your, your style of play and you trust your game and you play it to how you want, then it shouldn't matter how the other team plays. If you feel yeah. like your, your style of play is, is better than what the other team is – is going to do and uh that that's a swagger they're talking about the confidence yeah. you just uh, like last night the first period it was like calgary stacked up the entry zone and and they couldn't enter they had three power plays could barely get in the zone with the puck and they were frustrated after that they started the second period with a power play and they said you know what um uh, we're just going to run our power play and we're going to make them adjust to us and it worked Okay, um, here's another one with uh, Luke Henman, who had uh, a really good night with uh, a couple of assists and, and a fight. So uh, I asked him about that, um, and I asked Dan Bilesma about that. But here's the first part on, uh, on Luke Henman's game and then a little funny story about his new dog. So I'll play him back-to-back and get your thoughts. Luke, is this a statement, the way you went up to Calgary earlier and played well and now – Play two back to back here. Is this a statement to let them know that uh, they're not going to be able to push you guys around? Yeah, I mean, we've obviously played. It feels like we've played them a <laughs> hundred times in the last two years, um, which you know we have. And we don't really like them. They don't really like us. It's always a good game. It's always a a good matchup. And you know, we we've been getting the results against them lately. But you know, we know that the next time we play them, it'll be another war. And after that, it'll be another. Like, it's always they're a really good team. And um, yeah, it's, they're always fun games to play. You're coming on this year a lot like you were last year um, once you got settled in here um, after the, the building opened. And now you uh, you guys seem to be uh, a lot like last year. Does it feel that way? Yeah, I think, you know, the thing about this team that reminds me of last year is just kind of the swagger that we have, the confidence that we that we build, and we just kind of go out there and expect to win and, and know that if we play our game, we're going we're gonna to get the results most nights. So... Definitely, I think it's just a confidence and a swagger thing. Um, starts from up top, the leadership, all the way down to the young guys. So it's just fun coming to the rink every day with this group, and um, you know we love competing and battling with each other. Last year, with Joey Decord and Nett. This year, you got Driggs and and Stez, and it looks like you haven't really missed a beat. Is that uh, attributed to your goaltending coach? Yeah, yeah, Zuli. Zuli does a great job, obviously. Um, but you know, those are three really good goalies. Um, you know, they've been good goalies their whole career, and um, Driggs is whether he's up in Seattle or he's here, he's been great all year. He gives us a lot of confidence um, back there. And I think Stez, you know, once he got over here and got used to the North American ice, he's been unbelievable lately. And we have a lot of confidence in him, and we feel really comfortable um, when he's in the net. So who's ever in there, um, you know, we we we, have, we feel comfortable and, and we try to play play hard for them. Yeah. Okay, that was the first part with Luke Hemman talking about hockey. Here's talking about the new addition to his family. 
So that was uh, Luke Hemmen uh, having a little fun afterwards at the media uh, and his new dog, Kai. Your thoughts on Luke Hemmen and his game? And as I said, he he stood up for a teammate last night, and you'll hear it from Dan Bilesman in a minute, that uh, he was not surprised and the team was impressed that uh, he would uh, interact like that with the fists. I need more of that, that dog talk, man. That was uh... – <laughs> I mean, it's, big smile on his face too. By the way, I'll post these on uh, on our X account. I mean, we Golden Knights just got a, a dog here with them that everybody seems to love here and, and now and they they catch on with hockey teams apparently, and they always go to a good cause. They raise them, yes, uh, and then they uh, they move yes. them on to a good family. So that's uh, that's always a good thing. No, that is good. You know, I know, and this this is great. It's great for him to to have that. I mean, dogs are can be great. Uh, can be great. Uh, comfort animals and great uh, part you know additions to families and stuff so it's uh it's really uh really good but yeah i think it's um it's really good to see um him do that and i think it's and it's great for him and getting this opportunity and you know you look at the game from last night thursday and uh they get four goals in the second period you know and they do it how they can do it at times they get goals in bunches they got a goal at first minute 51 into the period then 431 into the period then another one at 636 was like every two or three minutes they were getting a goal and then they get one six minutes later to go up four nothing and you know this is the this is the firebirds team that we know that can score in a bunch like that and and they did it uh they did it last night against Cal- uh calgary and and uh and they were able to open up the floodgates which is which was uh which was great to see and and uh, like I said, if they play the way that they want to play, I think they are going to be a team that's at the top or near the top of the division. Okay, let me play uh, three quip, quick, quick clips from Dan Bilesma. Here's the first one. Um, I forgot my next question. <laughs> I'll come back. I'll come back. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, Coach, veterans. Uh, the veterans kind of led the way again. Um, in a back-to-back situation like that, does there anything that needs to be said, or they just step up and do it? You know, like sometimes in a in a back-to-back, playing a lot of hockey, you know, you're just concerned about the energy level of the, of the team. But uh, I think with Calgary as your opponent team, you know, we butted heads with them. It seems like a lot. And, you know, we're, we we know, we know they're a good team, and I, I it was a, it was it wasn't a challenge for our guys to, to get up for for uh, playing these guys. Last year it was Joey Decord. This year it's uh, kind of a tandem, um, but the goaltending is solid. You attribute that to your goaltending coach? Yeah, I I, I have to. Yeah. I actually have to. Um, you know. Uh, Collins had a chance to work with um, a number of different guys, and last year we had, you know, we had we went through a stretch where we had three or four different goaltenders, uh, and in the net, Gib- Kirk, or, uh, Kirk Gibson. Wow, that's just my personal <laughs> athlete of all time. Christopher Gibson, you know, coming in this year is a uh, uh, you know. Driggs and Stez and, and we get Laffer and, and Mo and, and uh, they've all kind of seemed to be able to play their best hockey under Collins too, which and uh, I don't think you can I don't think you can <laughs> look away from um, you know how Colin deals with them, how he works with them, and and how he gets them to be at their best is, is uh, you can't overlook that. Right, could go on to play in the All Star game and represent you. He seems like a great representative. He he's uh well, he's a great kid, and 
think uh, we'd like uh, the representative to to of, of the Firebirds to be uh, kind of embody fire you know Firebird hockey too. and Riker does that Riker does that. <coughs> Okay, a couple of a couple of funnies there. I'll I'll give you the explanation Kurt in the Gibson first part. Kurt Gibson was quite a was quite a baseball player. I didn't realize he played <laughs> hockey too. <laughs> yeah. uh, to open it up, uh, Judd Spicer forgot his question, so Dan Dan looked over to, at me to make sure that I had one. Uh, so that was uh, a little way to break the ice in the uh, in the press yeah. conference room. And then, of course, his slip up with Kirk Gibson instead of Christopher Gibson. But it uh, tells you how important the, uh, the goaltending is. Let me play these last two, and then I'll get your con- your thoughts on uh, Coach Bilesma. Speaking of Luke Henman, he steps up and uh, does what he has to do uh, after Ryan Winterton takes a hit that he didn't like. Um, what was the response on the bench to that? Which what what are you the you talking about Luke fighting? Yeah, Luke's tough. <laughs> Luke's tough. Luke, uh, Luke, uh, he's actually going back two years. Like Luke led our team in majors in Charlotte for <laughs> thirty games or something. He had, had a couple fights. And I I think that's uh, the guys absolutely love that. Uh, Luke stepped up. Luke, uh, you know, did that. They they love it when he makes that play up to Ryan Winterton at the end of the game. Like the, I, I think that's what makes our team special is that everybody is rooting for each other, and we're all genuinely excited and, and pleased for someone else's success. And you know, Luke fighting there just. It, it uh, energizes the whole team. All right, that's on uh, his comments on Luke Hebman and what he meant. Here's one final one, then I'll get your comments, Stephen. You know, they they um, have come to realize that uh, they have to, they, you know, in order for it to be successful, they have to put in the work. They have to, um, you know, they have, not, it's not going to happen. They have to fuck didn't quite get that out. <laughs> I didn't. There's no full run. They have. They have to put in the work, and and I think over the last, you know, the last little bit here, they you've seen that from them, and when they do that, they're they're uh, might you know they might be the best line in the league. <laughs> that was coach with a little a little uh he slip up. himself there before he, he yeah he caught himself before he let it slip but uh that was talking about that line of uh cole lind and uh max mccormick and andrew podolarski uh and the way that they've been playing he, he thinks when they play their best they might be the best line in the american hockey league which is saying something because there's a lot of guys around the league that play really well together uh you you've seen it in henderson and uh, uh, certainly in Hershey, there's probably three lines that play pretty well together. But uh, your thoughts on those comments uh, from Dan Bilesman? I know we don't have a whole lot of time on this, but uh, just to get your thoughts after you heard the clips. Yeah, it just goes back to reminding me how much experience this guy has at this, uh, Dan Bilesman has, whether from his previous time coaching at the American Hockey League level to his time at the NHL level. Now he's back in the AHL here with, you know, to, doing with the Firebirds here and, and I think all that kind of shows in that with with the way he leads this team and and talks to the media and just talk you know it just you, you know that he's been here before he knows how that league works he knows the, the ups and downs that will happen but he also knows how to to get the best out of the players as well and I think and the players respect him and they 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 want to play for him so I think all that is great qualities to have in a coach and and I think is why they are uh, the successful I mean a lot of this league. Or a lot of the division, the coaches are, you know, they're still they're 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 either new to coaching, maybe not new to the league, but they're new to coach at the head coaching thing, and they're new to or they're you know they're new to the level. But uh, you got a guy that has experience like he does, and I think that 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 can make a difference uh, in in a lot of cases. So um, I, I think that's important. 
Good stuff. Okay, uh, let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's uh, talk about the AHL All-Star Game quickly, and then we'll talk a little bit about the NHL All-Star Game, which, of course, is tomorrow afternoon. And uh, then we'll say good day. All right, here we go. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. From ITHSW Podcasts, this is the Pro Hockey West Report. Indeed, it is the Pro Hockey West Report. Scott Serendi with you today from Palm Springs, California. My co host, as always, Stephen Marsh. From beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, where the sun's probably out now, finally, right, Stephen? Uh, that rain, rain passed through, and well, you're going to get more rain. You got sun today, right? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of sun today. I haven't looked outside yet, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's still there's a chance for a little bit of rain today. But you know, all the conversation uh, yesterday was all about this Pineapple Express that we were gonna was coming our way, you know, from Hawaii and and everything, and we got the rain, and more is coming and stuff, and and people are just worried about if the rain is gonna dampen the, uh, the the party that we're going to have here next week with the Super Bowl uh, festivities here, but uh, it is supposed to happen, by the it way. is supposed it's to be happen. What's that? <laughs> you can't dampen the party in Las Vegas no matter what. It's, and there's no way. <laughs> no, no, there's no way. I mean, the, the party's going to happen no matter party's what. Party's going to happen, but it is going to be a little bit rainy uh, next week for uh, everybody, so uh <laughs> should be fun, but but yeah, and then, and then there's a, and I want to mention this too is is how much as there's so much talk about football in the city right now with so much build up to the Swifties and then Kansas City and and everything and and everything that's going to happen with the big game football game. There's a pretty important hockey game next week here in town too that's going to kind of uh, kind of interrupt the uh, Super Bowl. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, 16 straight win Edmonton Oilers coming into T-Mobile will take on the Golden Knights. Both teams will be out of their break, and uh, so that ought to be interesting game so that might be more uh entertaining than the than the big game the following sunday uh at allegiance stadium doubt that. <laughs> doubt that but it might be for hockey fans it definitely will be yeah. uh okay let me quickly run through the uh the, the highlights of uh tomorrow of sunday and monday at uh the all-star game for the ahl and then i'll get your thoughts on the nhl and a special event that was played uh and great of the nhl to add the uh the women's uh three on three or whatever it was last night uh, as well, but before you run uh, into the events, I do want to mention the um, Denisenko, Gregory Gory Denisenko has been added to the Pacific Division round. Yes. And I was afraid, and I was afraid this was going to happen. And I'm just so bummed because it's like, come on, you know, he's still going to be able to participate. I'll tell you who I'm talking about in a second, but he's not going to, he's not participating in the festivities, but he's not going to be able to play because of, of an injury. And that is Adam Cracknell, unfortunately. So uh, he, he's going to uh, actually. Dylan Genther also is not going to be able to participate for uh, for Tucson, um, so uh, he's and then another player. So um, Syracuse Crunch defenseman Jack Thompson's been added for the uh, North Division roster. Then San Jose Barracuda. Okay, here we go. San Jose Barracuda defenseman Shakir. Uh, oh boy, this will be fun to say. Luca Hama Dulin <laughs> and uh, and Gregory Deniseko have been added because, like I said, uh, two, Dylan Gunther is also not going to be able to participate. Uh, but then also Adam Cracknell. He's still going to. 
extend and serve as the team captain as, as he was as he was given that honor, but uh, not gonna be able to play. Which is so, it's like, oh, bummy. He's like, this is his first time in as an all star in eighteen years, and he's not gonna be able. It's, that's always just like the unfortunate thing, but but at least he's gonna be there and be part of the the festivities. So, uh, anyways, go ahead. I know you're gonna run uh, down the events, but I wanted to mention those changes to yep. the rosters before you got. Good there. idea, and I will uh, catch up with Adam uh, as well when I'm there. Um, cause that's definitely a story in itself, but, um, the all-star fan fest Sunday from two to five, um, outside of, uh, tech CU arena, uh, the red carpet arrival at two fifty. officially you have the players and coaches will be arriving on the red carpet. Um, the all-star skills competition is Sunday from five to 7 PM Pacific time. Of course, all of these are Pacific time. So that's the Sunday rundown. Um, some of the things that are kind of cool, I think on Monday, uh, 11 a.m., they're going to have the AHL Hall of Fame induction and awards ceremony. Um, then they'll have, uh, as well, the uh, media availability with Scott Housen, who I'm really looking forward to visiting with. So uh, that will be in the afternoon. Um, the All-Star Fan Fest, again, will run from 4 to 6 outside of uh, uh, Tech CU Arena. Um, and then the All-Star, uh, the All-Star Challenge itself from 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, hopefully we'll gather a bunch of uh, good information and good stories along the way. I'm, I'm trying to do uh, a couple of special podcasts on Sunday night and Monday night, but time's to be determined. So uh, stay tuned to our X account uh, to, to get all that information. I'll let you give those out in just a minute uh, so people can find them. But uh, it's going to be a fun couple of days in San Jose. And this is kind of, I don't want to even use it as a term like this, but it's kind of a preview because I think everybody agrees that Palm Springs next year is going to be the spot where people are going to be rocking and rolling uh, just due to Palm Springs and its uh, weather and all of that. Yeah, that'll be good. I, I want to mention one of the things that uh, is going to be, you mentioned some of the, the events happening and that's going to be the Hall of Fame thing. And one of the big storylines, and actually it seems quite appropriate that it's happening this year where it's taking place because uh, Roy Somner is going to be uh, heading into the, Hall of Fame of the AHL, and and of course he's got big ties to the Bay Area. Of course, uh, this is from Patrick Williams, who's a AHL, you know, covers the AHL so well. There's a feature story about him on the, on the website here, but um, but yeah, I mean he's going to return to the Bay Area to be inducted in the American Hockey League Hall of Fame as part of the the AHL All Star festivities. I mean that is just so full circle moment for him. You know he's from 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 Oakland. Um, you know there's not much of a sport up there, and then uh, hockey wise, and then of course was the San Francisco seals, but, uh, but then, yeah. And then of course he was involved with the Sharks organization for many, many years. Um, you know, so, as, so now he's going to be back there and, and, uh, and, and to kind of have that moment. So that'll be cool as part of the, the, uh, the hall of fame stuff. So a uh, cool thing for that, but yeah, just the, the events overall, it's, it's be exciting to, to see that and see how it, how it comes out and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to give you the last, uh, what do we got here? Six, seven minutes to give us a quick rundown on the stuff happening in Toronto, the NHL all-star game skills tonight game tomorrow. But what did they do last night, Steven? Well, they did. They went, decided to go to a, a draft and let me see here. I've got a, what was interesting is you had, uh, you had four teams. Um, you had, and then you had some celebrity uh, captains. It's kind of uh, helps helps with that. But you had Team McDavid. You had uh, well, I gotta find it here. You had Team. I have the whole show to prepare it here, and I just don't have it up here. Hold on. I uh, and then you have Team Team Matthews, and you've got uh, Team as I said, Team McDavid, and then there's a couple other teams. I'm trying to find the. They had a graphic here of the teams that were that comprised, but. Had uh, Michael Bublé as one of the celebrity captains, and they had um, Will Arnett, and and uh, oh, here we go. Here's the captains. Oh yeah, the Qu the Hughes brothers, Jack and Quinn Hughes, was one team with Michael Bublé as a as a as a celebrity captain. You had Austin Matthews uh, with Justin Bieber, and then uh, Nathan McKinnon is one of the teams, uh, and then uh, Connor McDavid uh, is one of the teams as well who had Will Arnett. So. Yeah, I think it was kind of cool. I mean, it, you know, I mean, it's 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 you know, the NHL is always finding different ways to try to make it exciting. And of course, being it's being in, it's in Toronto, which is the cap, you know, the not the capital of Canada, but it's like it seems like the head 
the head base for the NHL. Certainly, that's where the headquarters of the NHL is. So it seems that uh, you know there was an excitement there, and you know that it's in Canada and it's in, it's in a place like Toronto, which has got a lot of history and stuff. So uh, you know, it's it's kind of kind of interesting. I mean, it, you know, there's some mixed reviews about how how it went down and stuff, but we'll try to keep it more on the positive side here. But um, you know, I don't. You know, it had its moments. I you'd mentioned the 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 three on three uh, thing with the women's thing. That was that was cool. They're trying to uh, to incorporate incorporate that, but um, you know, try to incorporate that. But yeah, I thought it was it was really good. Let me. Uh, what was really cool is that um, what's his name uh, McKinnon took uh, took Crosby. So that was uh, that was a cool moment. And and Austin Matthews took uh, uh, Keller. Yeah. Clayton Keller. Yeah. There's a little Arizona, Arizona connection there. Arizona connection there. I know we always love those Arizona connections there. Uh, we don't know how much longer we can say that if, if Arizona is still going to be around or not. But uh, well, they'll be around. They just may not be in Arizona, but uh, the team will be around. They're not. They're not uh, losing the team. That the the, uh, the NHL. They're, those players will still play hockey somewhat. Yeah, Salt Salt Lake is certainly coming and uh, and knocking on the door here, <laughs> but. But it was kind of yeah. I mean, uh, Austin Matthews took a lot of his Toronto Maple Leaf uh, teammates. Certainly took uh, M- Morgan Riley, William Leanlander, Mitch Marner. So, which you kind of expect. It's it's in, it's in Toronto. You figure you've had all the Toronto guys be together. So that's that's kind of cool. Obviously, J- Jake Ottinger and Igor Shosturkin, the two goaltenders for that, were taken by Team Matthews and Justin Bieber. So, uh, pretty pretty good there. If run through just a couple of the highlights from Team Nathan McKinnon and. Tate McRae, who's uh, who's a singer, but uh, Jeremy Swayman and Georgiev, the goaltenders drafted by Team McKinnon, and then of course he took Kel McCar- McCarr, what assistant captain, Sid <laughs> uh, Crosby, part of the team, uh, Sebastian Ajo of Carolina Hurricanes. So that that was cool. Of course, uh, Connor McDavid has his buddy Drysaddle as assistant captain. Uh, then you have Hellebuck and Bobrovsky as the goaltenders there. Uh, who else is on that team? You got Nick Suzuki from the Canadians is on there. Tomas Hurdle is part of Team McDavid, so that's got to be kind of cool for those guys to be part of that. Uh, I think that's every. I think we went through all the teams, and then yeah, then the uh, the team Hughes, um, Thatcher Demko. So they took a, their fellow Canucks goaltender, Cam Talbot, their fellow uh, Kings goaltender, our fellow Kings goaltender. So another divisional tournament, and p- p- players like. Connor and Kachuk from Toronto. So I will see how it plays out on uh, on Saturday afternoon. But uh, the jerseys are kind of interesting. I don't know if I like the jerseys too much, but uh, I thought they were kind of plain. Kind of plain, kinda plain cares, but you know, nobody cares about my opinion. So, that's okay, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, I, I think it was cool is that uh, they had the, the three on three showcase with the women's hockey last night, uh, and there was a there was a team uh, team King. Five uh wins the uh the the five three or wins the three on three with the PW uh HL which is the the new women's hockey league that has started up so uh that's uh that's really cool there were sixteen thousand in attendance so it was a great moment for them but um yeah I think it's uh it's great I mean I think like I said the league is trying to do different things and and uh, and, and part of making the global footprint of the NHL and. And of course, the NHL will be back in full force starting Tuesday. Um, with the I know Vegas is headed to Mullet, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yes, that'll be on Thursday after, after oh, Tuesday Thursday. when they okay. they'll host the host the Oilers. Okay, which, and then, then they go uh, and then they'll go to they'll go to the Mullet uh, for for a game, and then they and then they'll be back the the day after the uh, the big football game uh, for a matchup with the uh, Minnesota Wild. So there you go. Okay, well, keep keep posted, uh, everybody, to uh, the X account. We'll let you know when the uh, special podcast will happen on Sunday and Monday, live from the AHL All Star Game. Until then, Steve and I will be back. Does that mean I got to? that mean I got to work on Sunday? <laughs> yeah, you do. Sunday night. It'll be late night. Okay. <laughs> That's even. Worse. All right, take it away, my friend. Uh, from the uh, summer. Skate Studios, this has been the Pro Hockey West Report brought to you by, oh, let's get that, uh, Seasons Entertainment Resorts, or oh, Summer Skates, yeah, go to click on Summer Skates, banner, personalized shower shoes and cruises for your team, not sure if that's still think Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, become a Caesars Rewards members and get the most out of every stay at Caesars Resort 
uh, by Toyota. Support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins. Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. And Finley Toyota in Las Vegas. Uh, Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Get cater your next party or office lunch with the best of Las Vegas Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. T-Mobile. Get a new iPhone 14 on us. Go to tmobile.com to find out how. FedEx, the official delivery company, IcetimeHockeyWest.com. The Pro Hockey West Report and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available on all your favorite podcast platforms. Search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows. Help others find us. The Pro Hockey West Report is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. But, uh, yeah, so safe travels to you to San Jose. Uh, it'll be, it's always interesting that the AHL All-Star Game weekend – like there's a game right, like there's a game right. Before, you know, <laughs> exactly. These, these teams play, there's these several teams. Sat- teams. Yes. Well, most a lot of the teams will play Saturday <laughs> night, and then they have to, especially be tough for the East Coast teams. They they have to get to San Jose the the next day for the uh, for all that stuff for the skills competition, which would be Sunday night, and then the Monday is the well. The look at it this way. At least they're going west, so they get to gain a few hours. That is. <laughs> that is true, but uh, all right, we'll we'll say goodbye with a little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Ask everybody to tune in again for the special All Star podcast, and again next week as uh, we'll have some announcements. I think we I think we like this morning stuff, so who knows? Maybe uh, next week we have an announcement on that as well. Ah, maybe maybe we'll be doing some morning shows more. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, we'll say goodnight. Good, good day, everybody. <laughs>